All right. Welcome back to the Motivation Made Easy podcast. So today's episode is a little different. If you've been listening for a while, you've noticed I've done more and more interview episodes because I really enjoy them. And when I do what I used to call solo episodes, I invite a friend. So today we have um, my wonderful intern, Peyton Geisler, joining us. And we're really just going to have a conversation about kind of an update on how things are going uh, with me, with the business, at really at the tail end of year three of being an entrepreneur. And really, um, the purpose is just to kind of talk about the process, give a little of the backstory for those of you that are interested, and talk a little bit about what I think helped me get to where I am now, um, which is really feeling a lot more clarity, calm, even just like spaciousness in my life that I've kind of been craving and had a hard time achieving. So we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll talk about where things are likely going to go in 2024 with the podcast and the business, although it's always changing. So who knows? Um, But we're going to talk also about how this kind of relates to the general theme of trusting yourself, trusting your body, um, and kind of some of the ways that I've noticed I've been able to achieve more of what internal family systems would call the eight C's of self-energy. That's when you're able to um, unblend from certain parts of yourself and access feelings like calm, confidence, clarity, courage, connectedness, compassion, creativity, things like that. So yeah, so I'm going to have Peyton, who's joining me, introduce yourself, and uh, then we'll get started. Yeah, well, I'm so glad to be brought on to this episode. So happy to talk with Sean always. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit about myself. I graduated from the University of Central Florida. I've been in Florida all of my life. So this cold weather is not doing it for me, but <laughs> um, yes. I'm currently applying to grad school right now. So have a few options here and there. And I work with Sean, which has been the best experience probably that I've ever had so far. So super yeah. excited. To you. <laughs> and I can't wait to talk more about um, today's topic. Awesome. Yes. And you have a bunch of animals that you love very much, right? I do. I have <laughs> two cats. They're my <laughs> children and they're going to be with me for another probably 18 years. So I'm looking forward to that. It's like having actual children, not used to. (laughs) Yeah. It's a big commitment for sure. (laughs) Thank you very much for being here because I love these conversations and I'm glad to have you here for it. Me too. Alrighty. So um, I guess we can start off um, with why you wanted to have this episode. What was the purpose behind it? Yeah, for sure. So I know I touched on it briefly just now, but um, yeah, I thought it would make sense to, as we finish out 2023, to talk a little bit about um, the journey, uh, you know, starting my own business. I have my therapy business and I have my podcast business and therapy business has been a lot more stable um, and honestly, relatively easier to do and the podcast business has been the one that's been the most challenging and a lot of ups and downs and yeah but it's not just about business it's really about just how I've been able to kind of continue to do my own work um what they say is very true about having a business that 
it becomes an opportunity to look at yourself. Um, but I also, during those, well, just beyond that three years, became a parent to, to a second kid and a lot of other personal transitions that will be interwoven into this story, I'm sure. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think my main goal is to help anyone who's out there, whether you're a professional, whether you're a therapist, or whether you're just someone wanting to continue to be on your own path to trusting your body, um, to kind of just hear my story of what's been working for me lately and where I've gotten to thus far in my journey. So I love that. Um, Where were you before you started your business? And where would you say you were after about a year? Yeah. So before I started my business, um, it was actually, it's kind of interesting that we're having this conversation because I just, I actually did talk on the podcast a while back about um, between my two kiddos, I had a miscarriage and I just actually was looking through some old notes and remembering that when I had that miscarriage, that was when I really was reminded of like (laughs) the illusion of control of life. And like, we can't control I really felt like I could control everything if I just like worked really hard and did all the right things. And that experience was very much like, "Mm -mm, you don't have, you don't have control. And I remember sort of like committing to myself during that grieving process that I was going to be, you know, have the courage to leave the job where I wasn't quite able to do the work that I wanted to do. And uh, so I, you know, I left and started my own business with a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of excitement, um, quite a bit of clarity, I thought, on what I wanted to do. And I had I had planned to kind of use that first year to really dive in and work on the podcast. And at that time, I was doing an online group coaching program. And yeah, it was a very chaotic year. Um, and really pretty rough, honestly. I It was interesting because I loved, I woke up every morning like loving what I was doing but I was really overworking. I had, I started following some people online that were teaching me how to do various things like online marketing. And I just, it just took me along a path where I really wasn't listening to my intuition because it was something that I was so new at online marketing and um, podcasting and all these things. So I'm like, well, I guess I just have to follow these experts and do what they tell me to do. But um, just the ways that I was being encouraged to market, um, you know, selling the course and having these firm deadlines and all these things. Um, basically, it just wasn't feeling that right to me. And and yeah, but I think by the, I think by April of the first year of my business, I was working like 70, 80 hour weeks. And I was like, um, yeah, this isn't gonna really work for me. This isn't. And it was short term that I was working that much. And I know some people work that much all the time. But for me, I was like, yeah, this isn't working. So it's quite a process, I would say, that is really maybe only took taken root more recently of like pulling myself out of that overworking tendency and all the pressure to like, I guess one example is like I, the marketing online experts would say, like, if you have a podcast, you have to put out an episode every week, no matter what. You're going to be the person that does it. And I am a rule follower and I push myself. I'm like, all right, let's do it. (laughs) I will never miss an episode. And so I did have a weekly podcast um, for quite a long time. I forget exactly how long. Um, I think about a year until I took a pause. 
And so even after I stopped working those 70 hour weeks, it was like, it took me many more months to give myself permission to be like, yeah, I can't do this weekly podcast anymore. It's just, I love it, but it's also, there's so many activities associated with each episode. Um, so yes. So that was, so I would not, I would go back and do things very differently, but I would not choose to repeat that year. It wasn't, it wasn't the best on my marriage. It wasn't the best for a lot of reasons. I'm glad to be beyond that. Right. I do have a question. When you first started the business, was it just you working on your own or did you have a team created beforehand? No, it was just me. Um, in January, it was just me. And then I think I brought on um, my first interns six months later, I think. Yeah, I think I started interviewing and I brought them on. I think I started the podcast in February. Um, and then if I recall correctly, and then I think I brought interns on in July. Yeah. So I was doing all of my own everything with the podcast and I created and launched an online course in March, I think. And that actually, that launch went quite well, um, where I got a, quite a few people and then each subsequent la- launch, I got less. Yeah. I can't even imagine just all the work that we do together, but <laughs> I, I just can't imagine it being piled just on you. Yeah, it was. That's a, it's a good question. I kind of forgot. I mean, cause it's been a while since I've edited in my own episodes. So yeah. Um, I did not mind editing, but I do find since I'm already in front of the computer so much, and since editing is not something I can do on the go, that I don't, I don't miss more time in front of the computer. (laughs) So I'm I'm glad that I can like listen to the episode and take notes about what I want to highlight in the intro or in the email. Um, but yeah, I don't miss sitting in front of the, but I don't know. I don't know if you like editing, but I, I didn't mind the actual editing process. I thought it was kind of fun. It is kind of fun. I actually really like doing it. It might be my new favorite part of the internship. <laughs> That's so, it's interesting. Cause like, I think most people have liked it. I think most of the interns have enjoyed it. So that's good to know. <laughs> um, Where would you say that you are now close to the three years later? Yeah. So now I am going back to those eight C's I talked about, like, I guess the two that come to mind is I'm feeling a much more calm, spacious, and clear on where, what my purpose is, what my unique contributions are. Um, I'm not still exactly sure on the how of what it exactly will look like. We'll talk a little bit about some of the how that I'm thinking about, but I'm a lot more clear on what I want to offer. And, um, and just sort of like clear that I'll continue to have conversations and build what people actually need, but I won't build it until I know that they need and want it. <laughs> so I'm not going to burn myself out. Um, so yeah, it's feeling quite a lot better. Um, and I think I'm a lot more able to take in information, although honestly, I take in much less information about how to, and I, I, don't even know. I guess I'm still sort of trying to build an online business because I love my podcast so much. And I think there have been times where people listening to this podcast come to a workshop I'm giving and they're like from somewhere else really far away. And it's so exciting. And so that's still an online business component. But I do know that I'm clear that I'm trying to build something smaller, more connected, more intimate, not so much like 
have thousands of people coming to my live webinar and then pitching a program at the end. Like, that's just not me. It was never me. Um, and it doesn't feel right to me. So that's the other thing is this model of like the online course kind of build passive income model that is sold a lot of times. Um, and I have thoughts about that. It's, uh, it's not the right model for me. And I didn't know that. Um, and I guess to some extent you can only know when you try, but the message is like, it's right for everyone. And the reality is that's a really hard model to make work. Um, so I'm very glad to be, <laughs> and I think one of my, I know we'll talk a little bit more about this, but one of my goals is to offer kind of a consultation group for therapists, um, would be to have some people benefit from the knowledge that I've spent <laughs> time and um, energy and hours of my life that I can't get back to prevent. So, if so, you know, if the therapist was like, or any professional was like, I'm considering doing an online course or an ebook or a podcast or monetizing my podcast. Like I've looked at all of those things <laughs> and I don't necessarily know what's right for them, but I can share my experience and, um, yeah, so that's something I'd also, I'm excited to give back for those who are wanting wanting that. And, and really just like helping them to build the self-trust to explore what's right for them because the message in the online world is everyone should have a podcast and everyone should have an ebook and everyone should have an online course, but that's coming from those people who sell all of those things. And it's not right for everyone <laughs> to have all of those things. Like it's only gonna be right for some people. Mm -hmm. Uh, going back to the eight C's, mm -hmm. um, confidence, calm, uh, which would you say you're still working on or like you're still struggling with? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. I actually think the one that I, hmm, there's probably a few that I'm still wanting to access more of. The one that came up first when you asked that question though is um, creativity. I think I do see more where I'm able to think creatively. And I think so much of this business has been thinking creatively about how can we get information out to people in new ways. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very focused on, I was actually just looking yesterday at like a community um, classes that they offer for adults. I'm like, hmm, I don't really need to do any more classes because I already do tap dance. Um, and that's that's not so much creativity because I don't create the tap dances, but um, yeah, like uh, painting classes. I was like, interesting. So uh, I, I think trying to access that in different ways. I just finished the book by Elizabeth Gilbert, Gilbert's called Big Magic. And that was all about like leaning into the creative process, whether that's writing or painting or dancing or anything for the sake of the activity itself, which kind of gets to what we talk about in this podcast with like intrinsic motivation. Like I, what are the activities that you would do if no one ever paid you or gave you any rewards for it? Um, and yeah, so I kind of, that's the one I think of. There's probably other ones that I'm still working. I mean, there's always word, ones that you want to access more of. Um, but I even think like this podcast itself is an act of creativity, like having these conversations and le leaning in and seeing where they go. Uh, very fun for me. So for sure. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> what have you learned about the world of online marketing and business? Yeah. So I know I kind of already touched on this a little. 
I mean, honestly, it's been interesting. So I can't even talk specifically about the programs I've done that I've have different thoughts on because these programs like have you sign and like things that say you can't like say that they're not helpful. And it's not that the programs and the things I've learned haven't been helpful to some extent, but what's what I've learned most about the world of online marketing and online, like how to programs online that teach you how to have a business um, is that there's a lot of parallels, I think to like the weight loss world, which is kind of interesting which is basically like, if you follow these steps, you'll get this outcome. Mm-hmm. And not only did I follow the steps and not get the outcome, but I had lots of friends that followed the same steps, lots of very smart people. So it's easy for me to be like, um, well, <laughs> I'm not getting the outcome, but neither are my friends. So I'm assuming it's not just me, but it's easy for you to feel like, well, I guess I just have to like keep tweaking and keep working harder and um, versus realizing like the people that are promising, if you follow these steps, you'll get the outcome um, are playing a different game. They have a different like set of connections and they are all promoting each other's programs and businesses in a way that really is not going to happen unless I guess maybe if I had massive amounts of capital to But even then, I'm not sure that I could make it work. And so it reminds me a lot. And I think there is, I've had a lot of anger about time lost and I'm not as angry now, but I've listened to those angry parts and I think they have really good points. Um, But ultimately, yeah, just being able to like lift the curtain and realize like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I got a little bit sucked up into that and I can own it and I don't have to like, feel bad about it but I have learned that there's a lot of people out there that um are trying to sell you stuff that you don't really need um and I guess that's sort of a given but I think I think they're good people a lot of times too I don't think it's like people trying but they just kind of got caught up in these systems and then Mm -hmm. they're like well I got to convince these people that this is the specific business training that they need or this is the specific thing that they need so Yeah, I think it comes back down to like listening to my body. I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, but I have a parent coach who's essentially a life coach and she was kind of listening to my business and how like launch three didn't go well and I was kind of relieved and and I was like still like, but I need to make it work. And she's like, hmm, you're not really listening to your body and your program's called the body respect program. I'm like, oh, right. (laughs) Yeah, like, that part. <laughs> yeah, that, and I think that helped me to realize, like, you know, I feel very good about where I'm at with like listening to my hunger fullness cues and listening to my body with regards to how I take care of it in some ways. But then, really listening when it comes to business, there was still a lot of override and just keep going, even if you know I've kind of felt called to like more of the professional training world for ever. And so this idea of like, oh, okay, like you really, and she kind of reflected back, like you really light up when you talk about the lecture that you did locally for a couple students. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. Like I was so pumped about it and I would have done it for free and I did do it for free multiple times. Right. And so just being able to notice that and um, lean into that, those activities 
and it just feels so much better. So yeah, yeah, I think it helps when you realize that not everybody's process and business is going to be so cookie cutter like. It's more mm-hmm. so custom and specific and personalized for each individual. And yeah, very great to acknowledge. And I definitely see that within your business as well. Mm-hmm. Well, you've already seen in the time you've been with me a lot of shifts and changes in what I thought I was going to do. I mean, I think, I think when you came in, I was sort of thinking, I think I'm still on the same similar path, but we've already shifted and changed a lot in the seven months you've been here, maybe six. Yeah. Yeah. In the best way possible. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I like, I like where we've shifted and changed for sure. It's all good. Um, which resources have been most helpful to you? Yeah, I've had a couple of books that, you know, I've definitely talked a lot on the podcast already about the internal family systems, no bad parts book. Uh, if, if I were to name one thing that probably has helped me the most in the past, I would say year and a half is really when, I mean, year and a half actually coincides with when I got a parent coach and started getting support for parenting and um, specifically parenting my son who was and is a sensitive, strong-willed little guy. That started me on the path. And around that same time, I learned about IFS and internal family systems. So it's hard to know, but I think both of those were really, really helpful. And um, yeah, so I've, I've talked a lot about the book, No Bad Parts. Um, and I'm on my third listen through of that book and we're doing it in like a little online book club right now with a group of people, which has been really fun to see their process and see them get various benefits. And each time I go through the book, I get benefit. Um, so that's been great. Uh, the, the other book that I'm reading, listening to for a second time is 4,000 weeks time management for mortals by Oliver Berkman. And that one is really I I did a podcast a while back with Dr. Julia King about that book, who's an anxiety expert and one of my like online friends who I met through this whole business process. And she's great. And she, um, she actually had a similar path where she tried to launch a group coaching program. And then she was like, this is not how I want to be spending my time. This isn't really working. This isn't feeling aligned. And so she really pulled back from that world in, in some ways too. And, Anyway, that book is really just about like we all 4,000 weeks is the amount of weeks that we would live on this earth if we lived to 80. And obviously we don't or no one's guaranteed 4,000 weeks. Right. Um, But it's really helping us to embrace our finitude, as the author would say, and really say, like, the only time we have is now. And so for always so many of us are trained to like work now hard for the future happiness, but to be able to say like, we're just not guaranteed that. And his, his arguments are really about how so many of the ways we think about time are messed up um, and, and cause us to sort of like a lot of stress and just like, oh, we got to use our time well. And it just, right. so that book has been really helpful to me and I'm listening through it a second time um, to just be like, no, I have, I have this time now and make sure I'm, I'm living in a way that feels actually aligned with how I want to live. And honestly, I still struggle with that somewhat um, with, time with my kids versus work because I do really like what I do. So I still 
I still actively, it's not like I have it fully figured out. Um, in some ways, when you have more choices as an entrepreneur, it's harder. So it's not like, like on my Fridays, do I spend my whole day with my son because he's home or do I work a little because I love working? I'm still working on that. So yeah. yeah. Um. Well, which um, resources haven't been so helpful? Yeah. I mean, I would say the, the main ones were kind of the ones that like, and I, I guess books I could say, I'm trying to think if there's been, I don't remember any books that weren't, but it's like these big expensive programs that like I wasted time and money on. And I went down this path of, you know, feeling like there was this one way to do things and I just have to do it that way. Or I can't guarantee, like, I can't guarantee an outcome. And then when you get there and you're like, well, that wasn't the outcome. So it was more of these being really skeptical. I think of like these really high ticket programs. It's not like none of them are helpful. Um, I'm sure some are good, but those are the ones that I would definitely make a choice, different choice if I went back. Mm-hmm. Hey everyone, are you a therapist, dietitian, or helping professional that works with people with disordered eating or some degree of eating or weight concern? If so, I have a free tool for you that I had way too much fun developing. So if you have clients who say things like, I really like intuitive eating, but ultimately I want to lose weight, or in your opinion, you notice that they have a really hard time not focusing on weight loss and it really gets in the way of them doing the things they want to do or getting in touch with their body, but you're not always sure the best ways to support or guide them because maybe you understand why they want to lose weight, you know, given our culture, um, but you also want to help them build up their ability to trust their body. So maybe you've tried things like empathizing with them, telling them the science about dieting or weight loss, but maybe they're wanting a little more direction from you and you're feeling a bit stuck. So how can you help them explore what's right for them without imposing your own agenda onto them, which tends to backfire? So I created this free step-by-step guide to guide you through my favorite exercise, which is based on internal family systems theory or kind of the parts psychology, as some people call it. And it helps you help your client navigate this nuanced dynamic that's very personal with the different parts of them that you know, maybe want peace with food, but other parts that still really want to lose weight. This is my number one favorite way to help clients build self-trust while taking the pressure off of you as the provider to know the exact right advice to give or say. So grab this exercise for free, including exactly how to do it at drhondorp.com forward slash parts. That's D-R-H-O-N-D-O-R-P dot com forward slash parts. So grab it for free today. And if you use it with a client, make sure you shoot me an email and let me know. All right, let's get back to the episode. Well, what are you doing for fun lately? <laughs> or exciting? Uh, yeah, I'm having lots of more fun and joy in my life. I think as you unhook from overworking, there's like more spaciousness and fun. So I... I was, I was like, yeah, I could just share like TV shows or I think you and I talked about this a little while on the call and I don't even have, I always forget like, gosh, I've been watching so many things. Well, this over this past weekend, I just took my daughter to see the Taylor Swift movie. And so I've been really going down like a Taylor Swift rabbit hole. She has like a Disney plus 
documentary about her folklore album that I've been listening to. And it talks about each song. And I really, I'm like, I've always liked her. Like I liked her and back in 2006, even when she was more country, but I kind of don't listen to the radio. So I've just been having more fun, like diving back into that. And it's really fun. My daughter was really into that movie was long. It was like almost three hours. And I was like, I don't know if a six-year-old's going to be able to sit through this, but I had to go to the bathroom. And I was like, you want to come with me? And she was like, I'm good. Cause my <laughs> friend went with us too. She's like, Katie's here. It's fine. I'm fine. So you're I'm a Swifty. Like, I guess so. Yeah, sure. I, I'll identify with that now. She's, I didn't even realize she was doing like so many cool things until honestly, I started watching stuff before this movie. So yeah, I'll put myself in that camp solidly. Yes. Alrighty then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you moved past Ted Lasso? Well, I'll never be past it. I could watch that <laughs> show over and over. But uh, there's only so many times you can actually watch. Um, I got my husband to re-watch Schitt's Creek with me, so I am watching that again, which has been fun. Um, I've been quite into The Golden Bachelor, which as we're recording, there's one final episode. So that's been quite wholesome and heartwarming. I am kind of loving yes. it. Yes, it is so cute. <laughs> yeah. I love watching it. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's adorable. I love, I cry a lot. I'm like, oh, Gary, you and you're crying. It's I too know. Much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's been fun. Um, if you have Apple TV, I've just finished the first season of Lessons in Chemistry. So I hope they have another one of those. That's about like, yeah, a, an amazing woman, female chemist, and just the challenges of being like really about misogyny. And But it's just really well done. So mm-hmm. I like that one um I think those I can't think of anything else off the top of my head I'm sure there's more but I watch some really like mindless bad tv too but we don't have to talk about that don't we all (laughs) yeah um is there anything that's helping you um connect to play in the creativity yeah well um it's it's interesting because you asked that question about creativity like I think that's really where I'm trying to like lean into and notice like what feels like honestly just putting on a song and watching my daughter dance has actually been one of the most fun things for me like just sitting on the couch drinking my tea and watching her dance and just like loving that and then sometimes my son will just jump in and be silly so I think like at least for now just like watching them play although I I've I think even as I've just been doing more of my own deeper healing work, like I found myself just more inclined to like be silly with them. And it's something that, yeah, I kind of had blocked some degree of access to like silliness and it felt like we don't have time to be silly. We got to get stuff done. And um, it's been nice to open that up. So yeah, I would say, well, yeah, music. And then I know we were just chatting as before we hit record about going to a local hockey game. Um, I love sports. They really connect me with like, there's something about just that atmosphere and watching my kids enjoy sports. Like I think I spent the whole hockey game, like looking at them and it, it was almost like watching them, you know, watch, like go to Disney world a little bit. Cause I just think they're both really into it. Like my son was just like, I asked him what his favorite part was. He's like, I loved watching the guys 
get in and out of the box. Like when they do the little like swaps, when the players go in, he's like, I liked watching them go in and out. Like he just is so into like watching everything. And I think just watching their awe at like simple things is amazing. And I, I also told you that after this hockey team scored, my daughter was just like, that was so exciting. Like, so funny. Oh, and I caught a t-shirt from the t-shirt gun and I was very proud of myself. <laughs> so. Wow. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I I will never be able to get one of those. They always go to the opposite side of where I'm sitting. So yeah. I'm jealous. I thought that that, I mean, it wasn't like a sold out place, but yeah, it came like right to me. Like I didn't have to, like, it was literally like, like and grabbed it. So they also were like shooting hot dogs, which I felt in like, and I was like, this feels kind of dangerous. <laughs> like, but right. luckily no hot dogs came our way. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's just been a lot of like leaning into that and, and, you know, kids help with that. But I think kids only help with that when you let them, and you don't overwork. So mm-hmm. it's been a process, but it's been good. And uh, looking forward to doing more. I already started looking into like different, I think we're going to go to a Michigan state game pretty soon here, like a basketball game. Cause that's like an hour. So we got some good options. Fun. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what are your plans for the future? Yes. So um, I know I've been kind of alluding to it and I know, well, on the podcast now we have a little, if you listen to the beginning of the podcast, you'll have heard about uh, a consultation group for therapists. This is really um, probably the thing that I'm most excited about. And we do have um, a couple people interested. We just have to get a big enough cohort. And this is, again, I'm like making the whole experience a little easier versus like we're setting a start date and we got to push, push, push to get enough people. Uh, We're just going to kind of wait until we have enough people. So we have a nice little cohort where people can go through um, and, and connect with each other, but also be learning and applying um, primarily focused first on the IFS internal family systems parts model um, and how to apply it to ourselves, but also how to apply it to our clients. Um, And so a lot of me speaking from my experience, but also guiding therapists through their own self-exploration of their parts, but also um, what comes up, what parts of them come up in in response to their clients. So we'll have Zoom calls. um, But the thing that I'm most excited about, because it's something I'm so, well, you and I use Voxer all the time now, um, is to have access to Voxer, which is an audio app. So basically you can finish seeing a client and say, or even before seeing a client saying, I'm noticing right before I see this client, I have a part of me that's really anxious, that's feeling really worried about X, Y, Z. And since um, just to be able to talk about your own process as it relates to different clients and explore what parts of you come up and how to allow those parts to kind of listen to them, but also allow them to step outside step aside so you can be a more effective um, therapist. Because when we come at our clients from a parts like anxious part, for example, um, we tend to be less effective and we all do it. But having kind of creating a safe space to learn together, <laughs> fail and pick each other up. And, um, and also I think they're, you know, it'd be a great fit for therapists who want more community connection, want to learn these strategies and how to apply them, but also for therapists who might want to look at 
you know, things outside of the one-on-one traditional therapy model who want to think innovatively and create it creatively about um, how they might reach people in a way that's a really good fit for them. So going back to our conversation, you know, maybe that is creating a workbook. Maybe that's, maybe that is creating an online course. Maybe it's having a podcast, but really honing in on what would be likely to be a good fit for them and doing it in a way that, you know, hopefully doesn't take over their life. Like it took over mine, if that's something they'd want to do. So I don't, that's not a requirement, but I think, you know, I think we do have a model of therapy where if we all are only seeing people one-on-one, um, not that people have an obligation, but I think it'd be good for people that feel called to do some different type of work outside of one-on-one therapy, because um, there's a lot of need for people to get access to really good um, healing resources and helping them to navigate that. So that will be probably, we'd probably get at least four or five people. It might be a little bit more, but it'll be a small group where we go through um, books. We have calls to discuss cases and um, yeah, kind of just get to know each other and and learn and grow together. So um, that's my main thing. And then the other thing that is still very much in the works, but a couple of weeks ago, I attended a women's retreat with a friend of a friend who was really good at creating retreats. And um, I'm definitely toying with the idea of having a retreat, um, possibly for therapists, you know, possibly opening it up to more people um, where we can kind of just, I mean, the retreat I went on was really quite incredible. Um, and just having a couple days where you have yoga in the morning and the evening and you can go out and sit on a lake and have coffee and reflect and you can go to some really cool workshops and um, you can have really amazing food prepared for you. Uh, My goal is to kind of have something like that. So I still have many conversations. I have many ideas about that, but um, yeah, that that's something that I really want to do again, that kind of small group, intimate, more connected experience um, is something I'm really excited about. I definitely look forward to those. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you just have to come to grad school, not too far away, or we'll just <laughs> fly in. <laughs> There's yeah, airplanes we'll for a reason, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. I'll buy a ticket next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think the retreat would probably be in Michigan, but I guess even that's to be determined. But so who knows? You never know. But that's where we did the retreat here. It was in Traverse City on the lake. And I just love it's going to be on a lake for sure. Like that's happening. (laughs) Just don't know which lake. Yeah, we'll figure it out. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) How can people get more information about these offerings if they are interested? Yeah, so (laughs) the old, what I was taught with online marketing is you have to create a landing page and you have to have an email sequence. Yeah, I'm not doing any of that. So if you are interested in the consultation group or any of this and you just want to be in the know about what I have going on, since I don't know exactly when and when these things will start, um, you can, first of all, if you're interested in any of these things specifically, send me an email at info at drshawnhondorp.com, D-R-S-H-A-W-N-H-O-N-D-O-R-P.com, um, or you can always grab, you know, grab one of our free resources and get on the email list and um, you can do that too. But if you want to introduce yourself and say who you are and say, you know, 
some of these offerings I will be adapting and changing for the people that are interested. I'll still be connecting with what I want to offer, but um, if you're like, this is what I'm really looking for, it, it could change to, to some degree the offer or like, hey, are you going to have any workshops about this? You know, maybe I will. So that directly emailing me is a great way to introduce yourself and um, create a dialogue. And then being on our email list, you'll be informed of any future things, but you know how email lists go, email inboxes get very busy. So, um, and I'm not like necessarily doing like the send out 47 emails about everything. I'm usually sending out a couple. So just make sure that you pay attention because if this happens, we would love to, and you're interested, we'd love to have you. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Peyton. This has been fun. Thank you for having me on. It's always a pleasure speaking with you. You got it. All right, everyone. Have a great day. And before we finish today's episode, I have a really quick message from a special guest, my daughter. Please review from my mom's podcast. Make something from my mom's podcast, please. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in today. Your time is valuable, and it means so much to me that you're here. Despite the title of this podcast, many of our topics are not always easy. Change is hard and let's face it, life and truly looking inward at ourselves can be uncomfortable. That's why I'm grateful. Grateful for you and your willingness to listen, learn, and keep an open mind. I invite you to learn more by going to drshawnhondorp.com or finding me on Instagram at psychology.of.wellness. If you're enjoying this podcast, It would be amazing if you could give it a review so more people can find it. Thanks, and I truly hope you have an energetic and inspired day.